Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Strong Mama podcast. Happy 2024. If you're listening to this episode in real time, it is the first episode of 2024. And I thought it would be fun to do a trimester series. So I had told you this in the last episode, if you had listened to the last one on goal setting and the truth about goal setting in pregnancy and postpartum, I had mentioned that we were going to be going through a trimester series. So for our weekly Tuesday episodes upcoming, we are going to be starting with today, which is the first trimester, and then each week we will build on that. So then we'll go second trimester, third trimester, fourth trimester, and just really sharing all about what you can expect in each of these phases in terms of body changes, what you might be experiencing, um, and as well as exercise modifications needed during each of these trimesters exercise recommendations, how to support yourself mentally, physically. I'm just going to lay it all out there. I don't know why I've never really broken it down by trimester before. And while I have you here, I do want to also say that I have a brand new free guide. It is called Pregnancy Exercise Modifications by Trimester, and it is your guide to safe, effective exercise. And inside, I just lay it all out there in terms of what exercises you need to be modifying, how to modify them, give you suggestions for each trimester of pregnancy. So definitely check that out. I'll link to it in the show notes. Again, it is entirely free and I hope you really like it. So today's all about the first trimester and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The first trimester is hard. No one is immune to first trimester symptoms, though some may be worse than others, and that often just really comes down to things we cannot fully control. So when it comes to exercise, here's my honest truth, is that there will likely be a drop in your ability to be active in that first trimester. And I know that's not what you want to hear, but I think it's just important to manage those expectations up front. I know, not super sexy, but it is the truth. It's what I've experienced in my pregnancies. And I just want you to know at the end of the day, you're not alone, especially if you are in the thick of the first trimester right now. I've definitely had to rest more in both of my first trimesters of pregnancy, had to be less productive than I wanted. It's, you know, it's hard. It's hard mentally too. It's, it's something that usually does diminish by week 13-ish and beyond. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel, which is really, really nice. And if you are at this point and maybe you've thought about totally giving up on exercise until the second trimester, until you feel better, until you have your energy back, I do encourage you not to fully give up on movement. There are definitely some strategies you can implement to support your body so that it's not so hard to increase things when your energy levels also increase. And I think you'll also find that it helps you feel a lot better in the moment than you would if you were doing nothing, even if more so mentally than anything else, because you know, you feeling so different in this first trimester and going through these immense changes can really take a mental toll as well. So I think you'll find that movement can really, really be beneficial for that mental support as well. Okay, so we'll be talking about some of the changes and things you'll experience in the first trimester along with simple strategies to get active and just really support yourself through this because that's what it's all about. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. 
mom, exercise physiologist, and pre and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, mama, super excited to chat with you about the first trimester. Uh, Before we start, I do want to preface this and like give you a little disclaimer that you may hear some background noise. I am recording this on a week where my husband is home from work and he is going hard in the basement. We're refinishing or not refinishing, but finishing our unfinished basement and like he's building walls. He is doing insulation and he has been given... He's in a down point right now, so I told him to wait a half an hour so I could record this episode, but you just, you never know. So just a disclaimer that you may hear some hammering and whatever is going into that process. So all that aside, let's get into this first trimester chat. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to the first trimester is understanding the changes that are happening within your body. And... The reason I want to talk about this first is because I think it just really helps to understand what's going on within your body because that will dictate how you're feeling and also how you move your body. So first up, the placenta is growing. You're growing a new organ that is going to be the lifeline for your baby. This requires a lot, lot, lot of energy and therefore you're probably going to feel that for typical classic first trimester fatigue, exhaustion, etc., because you are, again, you're growing this new organ and a multitude of other um, things are happening as well. The second thing that's happening is that you've got a new hormone in your body in pregnancy. It's called relaxin. This new hormone is responsible for relaxing your joints, your ligaments, essentially preparing your body to grow and expand, to create space for your baby, to allow your pelvis to expand when it comes time for delivery. It is relaxing everything. So that's a really good thing. But the downside of this is that you might feel more unstable. You might have some joint instability as relaxin sort of integrates into your body. Um, And this might not be obvious for some of you. For others, it might be. If you're somebody who strength trains often and you have very stable joints, like muscles are going to support and stabilize your joints, then you may not notice this so much. I know that for me, I do strength training a lot and I did not notice the effects of relaxing as much. So you may, you may not just know that it's there and that certain things may feel different, especially if you're in a position that you need to be balancing a lot. All right, another thing is that your blood volume increases in pregnancy. So this means that your heart is pumping more blood. So your resting heart rate could be 10 to 15 beats per minute higher than normal. So if you wear a fitness watch of some sort and you sort of have a gauge on your resting heart rate and also maybe your exercise heart rate, then just note that this might be different. And I also state in another episode 
I had to look it up, but it was back in episode 63 called Are Your Pregnancy Workouts Safe? In this episode, I talk a little bit more about this in terms of how to gauge your intensity outside of your heart rate, because since you have this changing blood volume, you have this increased resting heart rate, your heart rate during exercise is going to be variable and not the best gauge of your intensity or how hard you're working. So definitely something to keep in mind that like, you're going to have to use a different method. And episode 63 is going to give you some really good insight on how to do that and how to keep your pregnancy workout safe and within a safe intensity. All right. The next thing is that progesterone, another hormone in your body, rises exponentially in this first trimester especially, and that can contribute to increased fatigue as well. Another change is that your baby's I guess this isn't a super big change, but it's a change from your pre-pregnancy self is that your fetus now, their temperature is going to reflect your internal temperature. So a big safety thing in the first trimester especially is to avoid exercising in high heat or high humidity. So like hot yoga, hot Pilates, saunas, um, extended periods of time in hot tubs, things like that. We don't want our internal temperature to be super, super high because then our baby's temperature is also going to be super, super high, which isn't optimal for them. All right. And the last change that I want to talk about here in this first trimester is more of a metabolic change. And that is the fact that your fetus is relying on your blood glucose or your blood sugar for energy. So you may experience drops in blood sugar. You may experience hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. And especially with exercise, this is something to take into consideration because during exercise, you're using your blood sugar because it's readily available. So you're using that as energy to fuel your workout. Well, if you're fetus, your developing baby is also pulling from that blood sugar and you're exercising, you may experience dizziness or lightheadedness either during or after exercise. So that's just something to keep in mind if you do experience that to just make sure that you are fueling yourself properly, that you have a snack, like a carb protein balanced snack before exercise. That way you have readily available energy and you can sort of avoid that from happening. Okay, so those are some of the changes. Now I wanna get into more of like tactical steps and I'm gonna get into both mental and physical um, strategies and things that you can do to support yourself through this first trimester. So my first thing that I want to say is just, and this is going to be something that you've probably heard before and you're going to roll your eyes, but it is the truth. And I think it's important to lean into this. It's just give yourself so much grace, understand that where you're at right now, if you're super tired if you are nauseous, if you're experiencing sickness, know that this is temporary. Whether it ends at the end of this first trimester, whether it carries on a little bit longer, no matter what, there is going to be an end. It's going to be temporary. And that doesn't mean that you give up on yourself. It just means that you adjust for the meantime. So I know so many of us, and I've even considered it before too, like why bother if I can only do so much or I can only do so little in this first trimester in terms of exercise, in terms of other things, like why bother? Why not just like push the pause button until I have all my energy back? But as you're listening to this, you probably can identify that this is more of an all or nothing mindset and it is tempting in the moment. 
but think of it as more of an adjustment than a all or nothing thing. So for example, just as like a little analogy, it's like if you were building a house and the hardware store had a shortage of lumber, you don't stop building the house because you have a timeline, right? So you just pivot in the meantime. You might try to work with the little lumber or wood that you have. You might try to look at a different store and see what you can piece together. You may work on other things until the supply was back. So you pivot, you adjust, but you keep moving forward. And that's kind of how I want you to approach this first trimester, but also give yourself so much grace and also knowing that things will look different than they did pre-pregnancy, especially if you're somebody who had a pretty consistent exercise routine. Just know that like there's nothing wrong with you and it's not bad for you to back off a little bit, to adjust a little bit, to take down your intensity or the amount of, of workout minutes or workouts you're doing per week. Like it is okay. And I've been there. I've had to do the same thing. Many of my clients also do the same thing. And I encourage that. I encourage the additional rest because truly that is what our body is asking for. And at the end of the day, our job is to honor and support what our body needs. So the more we fight against that, the more we like try to push through something that our body is saying absolutely not to, like that's not good for anybody, right? So again, I want to validate that it is hard to pull back, especially if it's something that you really want to do. But I also just want to normalize that it's okay. It's temporary and you're going to get through this. You will. Now that we've covered the mindset side of things, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about exercise modifications. This is one that I think we all just want to know about, like, what can I do differently or what do I need to do differently to make my workout safe? What should I be avoiding? What should I be doing instead? Because I know if you're anything like me, like even in my first trimester of my first pregnancy, I was just all of a sudden when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, like the gym became like a scary place. I was like, can I lift this much weight? Should I not be lifting this much weight? Can I jump? Can I not jump? Should I be doing planks? Should I be doing like these crunches? Like what is correct? And of course you find so much conflicting stuff online. You also get like some probably random advice from your doctor and sometimes it's correct, sometimes it's not. I think what we have to remember is that Our doctors are the experts in our pregnancy, and we should definitely take that seriously when it comes to any complications, any limitations. If you have, if you used IVF to get pregnant, things like that may require medical limitations when it comes to exercise. However, on the flip side, if it's like an uncomplicated, otherwise normal, healthy pregnancy, then our doctors aren't like well-versed in fitness. Like that's not their scope, right? They're the expert in our pregnancy, our body, our baby. But when it comes to fitness, that's not something they have been really educated. And so they'll give you like blank, vague blanket statements, but they're sometimes based on outdated advice. And I just, I don't love it. I'm not saying that goes for all doctors, all providers, but definitely some of them, including my previous one has kind of led me down the wrong path. So anyways, question everything. Let's talk about exercise modifications after my random rant. (laughs) Okay. So 
since there isn't likely a visible belly yet, there's not really a need for any specific exercise modifications. Again, unless it's medically necessary, like if you conceive via IVF or you have any other complications and limitations, or if something feels uncomfortable to you. So you're welcome to continue doing your similar exercise routine as long as you're, you know, provided your energy levels are there and you want to do that and it feels good to you. Nothing is super off the table. I would start to weave out anything lying on your belly. So if you do like the Superman exercise where you're lying on your belly or anything like that, I would start to weave those out. It's likely not going to feel super comfortable to you. Um, And then by the time you reach that second trimester and you're developing a little bit of a belly, then you don't want to be doing that exercise anymore. So just something to consider. And then other things that are kind of exercise related, but this goes for from here on out, things you want to just straight up avoid is exercising in high heat or high humidity, which I touched on at the beginning, as well as anything high risk like skydiving, scuba diving, anything that risks abdominal trauma, contact sports, things like that. And I think that you're probably you know, aware enough that you would not be doing those things anyway, but I always just have to say that. So those are really the things to avoid. And again, don't forget the free guide is available to you in the show notes for just a summary of exercise modifications for each trimester of pregnancy. So grab that as a resource to guide you through the rest of your pregnancy. Okay, let's talk about some recommendations in terms of exercise. So I always recommend doing some feel-good movement, just taking the pressure off in this first trimester, doing something with the least resistance. And not like the least resistance in terms of like weight training, though it can be, but I'm talking about like the path of least resistance. So If you are going to do a workout, doing something that sounds good to you and not forcing yourself to do something that doesn't seem like it would feel good or something that feels like it would diminish your energy. So again, take the pressure off, do something that is going to feel good to you and going to provide you with energy instead of take take it away. So things like walking, biking, swimming, low impact strength training, um, stretching, things like that might be feel good movements. And it's all going to depend on you and your preferences. So that would be my first exercise recommendation. Take that pressure off, find the path of least resistance and don't feel guilty about that. Um, because that at the end of the day, if that's, what's going to keep you moving and sort of keep like your aerobic base there and keep you moving through this first trimester, then it's definitely worth it. So I don't want you to think that the little things do not add up because they absolutely do. And if you can stay moving, even if it's less than normal during this first trimester, it's going to make it so much more approachable to up level a little bit once you do start feeling good again. Okay. So we don't want to be like showing up to that second trimester. If we can avoid it, we don't want to be showing up to that second trimester, you know, with having not moved our bodies very much for 12, 13 ish weeks. Um, again, only if we can avoid it. Okay. So I do want to provide you with some specific exercise tips and some things to be thinking about beyond that feel good movement. So some really good things that are important in this first trimester would be to create, start creating an aerobic base. So 
things like walking, cycling, jog, like a light jog, if that feels good to you. Just keeping some form of cardio in there to maintain your cardio level from before. You might feel more winded now. Like I think that's, I know that that's a common first trimester symptom is to just feel a little more winded and out of breath. Again, normal thing. So try to keep that aerobic base there as much as possible with some approachable feel good cardio. Okay. So there's that. Another exercise tip is to do some, again, low effort maintenance strength work. So this first trimester is not necessarily going to be the time to be hitting PRs in anything, um, because you're honestly hitting a PR with just growing a baby. (laughs) Um, so low, low effort maintenance strength work. Um, strength training is super important in pregnancy for a ton of different reasons. And you can learn more about that in episode 56 called six reasons to strength train in pregnancy. It is something that I have worked on myself and put the focus on for my clients and so, so many reasons to do it. But again, I suggest trying to maintain a base of strength. If that means body weight exercises, if that means lighter weights than normal, if that means similar weights than normal, just try to maintain a base of strength in this first trimester. Again, it doesn't have to take energy away from you because they know there is minimal of it, but incorporating some sort of strength work is going to really set you up for success in the second trimester and beyond so that you're not starting from ground zero. Another exercise tip I have for you here is starting to connect to your deep core and your pelvic floor. Now, this is something that I did not do at the beginning of my first pregnancy because I had no idea. I had had a fitness background at that time, but I was not certified in pre and postnatal. I had very little education on pregnancy exercise and pelvic floor at the time, like felt more of like a buzzword and a mysterious word than anything else. And I, until I got certified about halfway through my pregnancy and started applying the practices and learning more about the pelvic floor, I did not really do anything with it. So I would highly recommend starting to incorporate a daily breathing practice because breathing is one of the best ways to connect to your deep core in your pelvic floor and to learn to properly activate your pelvic floor. All of this is super, super important. And I think the earlier you can start on that, the better. And also, especially in this first trimester, since you may have low energy for a lot of things, this can be a very simple, low energy way. And it only takes a couple minutes, like five minutes a day is what I recommend for my clients to just breathe, recenter, connect to their pelvic floor, and then you're good to go. So that's another thing. And then my final exercise tip for you is working on some mobility, especially for the hips, because throughout pregnancy, as you gain weight and that weight bears down on the pelvis, the hips can bear a lot of that weight and it can cause a lot of pelvic pain. And we can also get a lot of hip tightness. And especially if we're coming to pregnancy with some form of hip tightness, which a lot of us have and just don't know that we have, that can relate to pelvic floor issues as well. So definitely try to incorporate some exercises that work on mobilizing your hips. Some some that I like would be the 90-90 hip stretch. I also like 
sitting in that like 90-90 sit position. It's like a cheerleader sit and then tilting the pelvis forward and back and then doing the same thing on the other side. So different variations on that 90-90 stretch just so that you are getting both the internal and external rotation of the hips because that is where a lot of people have this like hidden tightness that they haven't really experienced before because it's been building their whole life and I'm raising my hand because it's something that snuck up on me as well. All right, to summarize those four tips, it would be to create an aerobic base, to incorporate some low effort slash maintenance strength work, to do some breathing and connecting to your deep core and incorporating hip mobility. All of these should be very doable, and I'm going to give you just like a sample plan here of what this could look like for you. So a sample plan of what I would recommend for, let's say, a first trimester client who wants to continue to support her body and stay active in a way that feels good and supportive to her right now with these low, lower energy levels. So this sample routine would look like two to three short walks per week, let's say 15 to 30 minutes, whatever she has the time and energy for. And then after that, working on some hip mobility. So once her muscles are warm from that short walk, she would do a couple stretches and mobility exercises for the hips. That would be that two to three times per week. And then on the other days, two days of strength workout. So like a, let's say 20 to 30 minutes of strength exercises, nothing too strenuous, nothing too crazy, along with some core and pelvic floor work. And I recommend always doing that, like breathing core and pelvic floor work before the strength workout. That way those muscles are primed and ready to go and activate throughout the remaining strength exercises. So that's kind of what that would look like from an exercise perspective in the first trimester, what it could look like if you are, if you like to have a plan. And I know I like to have a plan. (laughs) All right. And I have a few tips for you that are non-fitness specific. Wow. I had to say that and re-record that like four times, non-fitness specific. (laughs) Okay. And these are just additional things we can be doing to support our energy levels, to support our body, especially if exercise is lower in this phase. So my first suggestion is to eat frequently, like try to not go more than three to four hours without a meal or snack. And this is just to help you balance your blood sugars. So your energy levels aren't going up and down, up and down like this roller coaster. We want to kind of like even it out as much as possible. And so if you can have a balanced meal or snack and that's kind of another tip here so i'll go into that is just balancing out those meal and snacks making sure you have a good balance of carbs protein fat and fiber not necessarily all four of those things within one meal or snack but at least a carb and at least a protein in each of those is going to help you really steady out your energy levels and Anytime we can be promoting better energy throughout pregnancy is good. And this is going to even become more essential as you continue on in your pregnancy because insulin resistance becomes a thing, especially later in pregnancy. And that's where gestational diabetes can become a risk. So the more you can be conscious of 
keeping a really good balance and a good steady stream of energy in your body and in your system, that's going to promote healthier blood sugar levels. It's going to decrease your risk for gestational diabetes. Again, you cannot control all factors with that. A lot of it can be genetic and placental hormone related, but I think it's just so important to do what's within our control and let the rest be what it is. So eating frequently, balancing those meals and snacks. I would also start to increase your water intake if you haven't already. I think it's honestly a really hard thing to avoid in pregnancy because you're just going to be thirsty, but try to, if you don't already have a water bottle, keep it with you find one, keep it with you like it's your third arm. Again, your body is probably asking for more water if if it hasn't already. Um, Start increasing that. I recommend 80 ounces or more per day, 80 ounces being the minimum. Obviously, if you're drinking well below that, if you're like more around 30 or 40 ounces a day, slowly increase that over time. Um, Yes, expect to also be peeing more, (laughs) Um, but your body needs a lot of hydration as you are building this baby. So keep that in mind as well. Okay. So that is, that was a lot. That was actually a longer episode than I expected it to be. We talked through all of those body changes. We talked through exercise recommendations and also the non-exercise recommendations. So I hope that that gives you some tangible things to move forward with. And just as a reminder, don't forget to grab my free pregnancy modification guide where I break down all of this information by trimester. So trimester two, trimester three, exactly what to avoid and modify for safety purposes. I think that's going to give you a lot of confidence and clarity and help you to stay moving as much as possible and not be like questioning yourself and what's safe, because I know that that's something I definitely needed, which is why I created it. So again, that's free head down to the description and the show notes, and you can find it there. And then I also wanted to give you some additional episodes to listen to, especially if you're coming to this podcast, let's say for the first time, like you just found out you're pregnant and you're like totally lost. You need some direction. I know that I personally would have loved some direction. Um, I'm going to give you some additional episodes to listen to outside of the ones that I already mentioned here. So especially if you're not ready to listen to like the next episode with the second trimester yet and and go into that here are some episodes you can go back to episode two is a good one it's going to list out five prenatal fitness myths so it's going to just really break down some of the common myths that you are probably hearing and questioning and the ones that are bringing up a lot of fear i'm going to bust some of those myths and tell you why they are just myths with some science-based information. So I think that'll give you a lot of confidence. Um, Another one is episode 71. And this one is titled, Can Exercise in Pregnancy Cause Miscarriage? And this one I think is important to listen to around this time because you also might be questioning safety of exercising at all and questioning harming your baby with exercise. So that one's going to also give you some really good science-backed information and research that um, gives you some insight on that topic. And then finally, episode 42 is titled Eight Simple Wellness Tips for Tired Mamas. So if you're finding yourself to be extra tired and not able to put forth a lot of energy into your exercise routine right now, this is going to give you some just simple things you can do. Very similar, um, but 
in addition to the non-specific, non-fitness specific things we talked about in this episode. So episode two, episode 42, and episode 71 are some really good ones to go to. And I'll put that down in the description as well in case you forget once you end this episode. But all right, mamas, thank you so much for being here. I hope this gives you some insight to kick off your pregnancy with confidence. Congratulations to you. I hope that this gives you some tools to move forward with. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.